Hello, welcome to today's episode of Implicit Discoveries. Today we're going to get into the um, one of the main foundations of this show, which is um, generalist theory, generalist thinking. Um, what does it mean to be a generalist? So this is a term which is, you could say, not used very much ever in this day and age. It is, it is a term from another time where people would learn within systems, within systems of operation. They would learn multiple skill sets. They would know how to do this end of the operation, this other end of the operation. They would be more have a general knowledge of how the system operates together and the people within this operating system would be able to switch off on task and pick up from where the other one left off and whatnot. And it's it's really the most efficient system of working amongst each other to regardless of the situation to you know recover and um, meet the needs of whatever the operation is and you can see how this is very much collaborative and it takes a good sense of kind of uh, self-motivation self-directive for the people working in this system to work together so <clears throat> I feel this is a very empowering way to approach anything in life and to step into collaborating and working with other people, even if you are, let's just say, an entrepreneur and you're running all these different, most likely these different ends of the operation, you know, you're doing whatever your entrepreneurial task is and putting out into the world and you know unfortunately um, like art or artists who self-promote they're doing a lot lot more the self-promoting <clears throat> running of the system than the art I mean that that does happen and then the art kind of becomes this thing which is is not at the forefront and you know this is the takeaway from this is how can we run whatever it is that we're running which has multiple aspects within the system you know you need to have multiple skill sets to run it efficiently you know and you you're doing your best you're going for it and you know at some point you may realize that wow there's not enough time in the day and wow this is wearing me out or this is not really stirring up my creative juices and that's why I choose to talk about this now, because I think it's a um, a thing that we should reintroduce into how we go about um, stepping into what we're doing with a more firm base, where we can kind of self-engineer ourselves as the, the entrepreneur or the person running our systems or whatnot in a more efficient way. And th there is a science behind it. And it's, you know, it's something that you 
you learn and you practice, you get better at, and hopefully you share with the people around you so that they can、uh, corroborate and collaborate in this more efficient way, and people can take more take more of a lead on on what they need to do, and, and <clears throat> really know that that's important to to take that initiative. And to feel empowered, and to have the tools to take that initiative. So this is、uh, what we're talking about: is what it means to be a generalist, or I.e., in today's world, an entrepreneur. How to do this the most most efficiently? So as I drink my morning cafecito, espresso.、Um, I'm going to go over a few of these kind of tiers here that I implement in my own、uh, kind of apprenticeship that I offer for this.、Um, the first thing I start with mostly is introducing what does it mean to have brain training. I'm like, what does that even mean? How do you train the brain? Well, I want to introduce another term here, which comes from. My experience as a body worker in the field of somatics as well for the last twenty years—it's、uh, called proprioception. So proprioception is where, well, first off, proprioception is, I would say, the most elaborate and infinitely、um, exponentially、uh, expandable system that we have as humans—a、uh, learning system. It, it it can have the most minute calibration as it learns and learns and learns. Okay, and so this system starts off when you're when you're a wee one, and you're crawling around the floor, and you try to walk. You you bump, you fall, you 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 have to kind of feel out the system. And the angles of gravity. So remember that term, gravity, in in this learning process, because it it really is、um, the center point that grounds this whole learning experience. It's a relative point. It's it's a constant. It is something which、um, interacts with so many factors,、uh, not just in our own body and experience and health. But of、um, science and engineering and um, torsion, um, rotational physics,、um, you know, inertia, you know, all these aspects of physics, as well as light, magnetism, and how they manifest on Earth. Okay, this is this is the pudding right here. How it's gonna. It's going to put out a result that we can measure. So it's all based in、um, gravity. Okay. So you're you're that little baby crawling around the floor. Oh, what is this?、Uh, boom! Fall down.、Um, and you know these little falls are extremely important. You know, <clears throat> it's very important to allow a child developing to. To have these experiences, you know, to to go through these journeys of learning, <clears throat> because with that, without that, the system is not、um, comparatively taking in information to reference from.、Um, you know, in a field of gravity, you have to have reference points because it's a 
it's quite a funny little field, you know, and we, it's amazing how we, we learn to stand upright and all these things. And um, a lot of the glucose, which the brain consumes, is solely used to hold this equilibrium. I mean, if you think about that, you're like, wow, what am I fueling here? Well, you're fueling a very intricate web that you have learned through proprioception. You learn right off the bat there. Um, so proprioception, equilibrium, um, sense aspects of our reality. Okay, so why are we talking about this? Why does this relate with brain training as I'm, I'm clearly not a toddler walking around uh, at this point in my life, um, you may be thinking, uh, learning, you know, I've passed that, I've, I've graduated, um, but I want to reference in, in my uh, clinical work is that it's probably the most important thing we can learn. Um, you know, you want to have a healthy body, you want to, you want to not develop um, arthritic conditions and um, aspects which gravity is uh, pulling these torsion lines upon the joints, the spine, the pelvis, and, you know, as I see all the time leading up into the cranium, your head, and pressurizing that old system and reducing the oxygen intake um, through the back of the, the skull there and through the occiput and whatnot. And, you know, that these things can be uh, remedied but it requires a training, you know. I'm, I'm happy to see a lot of people, you know, take up physical fitness and, you know, body training. So, so there is aspects of proprioception in this body training as well. I mean, let's just say, I mean, just because you, you know you have this body and you get up and you move about and you do your things and you use your muscles, like, there, there becomes a sense of atrophy as we grow older and we get confined in these systems of um, moving about. And so uh, I would say probably one of the last hopes is this kind of physical fitness. Um, and, you know, you may, if you have a trainer or something like that, or you may do balance exercises. <clears throat> you know, these balance exercises are are working with exactly that. They are re... Um, and stating, uh, refleshing out this equilibrium system, and uh, it that information, that learning network that we're continually building upon, um, it it can grow exponentially, and it can go into all areas of your life, because um, you will be in a body every waking hour. So just don't forget that um, this is key, and it's key. Um, just like in a martial artist who learns about the hara or the center point, you know, the point of gravity, um, aside from the hips, uh, that, you know, this is where you, you need to come from. You know, you're a martial artist, you're going to you can deliver a punch from the waist. You know, all your power comes from, from this core region, you know, and, and certain aspects you're, you're privy to to remember that. They may not go into detail like we are here. So, one of the ways where proprioception becomes a, a master learning tool is when you are, you know, as a body worker, 
working with your hands, and I'm going to not limit that to body workers, but anyone working with your hands, um, a crafter would really know this, <clears throat> myself as a crafter, um, a woodworker and whatnot, um, at some point your, your hands kind of seem to know what's going on in the next step more than your mind, and they they it's because they they're following a, a very non-mental syntax of operation. It's extremely intelligent. I would say four-dimensional, because um, y you can say that in your brain, what you're training or keeping, you know, where it's not atrophying, is is almost like this internal web. You're building this infinite, infinitely, um, exponentially complex web, which it really, um, the more you train it, the more you're filling in the gaps. Now remember that in brain training, filling in the gaps. I mean, you can take that to the gross level where you're filling in the synapses and, you know, allowing for more neural networking, um, which again also goes into the gut where you have a humongous neural network. Uh, huge okay so it's not just the brain but everyone talks about that a lot so we can relate with that um, so okay so that's a point proprioception we'll dive deep into that topic it will be at the forefront of this generalist and brain training kind of thing because it's really um, I guess you could say the programming language behind all this um, it, it's really a system which is actually learning um, in, a, in a syntax which is nonverbal. Okay, so and I want to parallel that that statement with the brain training. So I just introduced something which is nonverbal training, and I paralleled it with brain training, which one may assume because it's called brain training it is with the mind training and. Um, I would say that's not really an accurate assumption because we don't really know where the mind is first or what the mind is, and it's clearly not isolated into the brain. So there you go. Uh, just to start off from a good, a good footing is that um, the mind is, uh, is a large thing, and it is very adaptable and uh, mutable and fluid. And it's not isolated, okay? So, um, moving on, we have the next aspect, which I call um, dream work or the dream body. Um, and I kind of preface this with the, uh, the term rest. So, um, it's in essence, you're resting this kind of overdriven mental process of learning. Um, and, you know, the, the brain, let's just say the actual brain and how it functions, how it's observed to function in, in um, clinical settings, is that when you limit your perspective or approach on learning, like you limit by uh, squeezing in this uh, horse blinder kind of super um, focalized view of learning, like I'm learning, I'm going through this task and I'm learning. And you're isolating your learning capabilities to this very kind of squeezed in perspective of what learning is. 
Um, so learning at its best in a whole brain way is a very relaxed, restful activity. You, you need to let the horses run, so to speak. That Ferrari has many horses of horsepower, and you need to let those guys run free. Right? And so that's really what you're learning is how to step out of the way and allow your brain actually to uh, use its potential and run forth. Okay, so that's um, that's a bit of vulnerability there that um, is a reason for this uh, kind of apprenticeship that I'm offering and this way of going about learning from more of a whole brain perspective. Um, okay, so there you have this aspect of dream work, which is a big topic, and we will get into that um, in the course of these radio shows. So, the next one is speed reading. Oh, the mysterious speed reading. What is that? Does that mean I can just read a bunch of books real fast? Um, you know, some of you people could see the advantage of that um, and get excited, and some people are like, well, I'm not, I don't really need to do that. But the good thing here is that uh, the purpose in this speed reading is not necessarily to read a bunch of books. Okay, I mean, that's, that's kind of a, a byproduct. I would say it's a useful byproduct um, how to uh, simulate information with ease without a lot of effort um, to make your studies more easeful and productive and um, yes to be more time efficient that is useful because we need to be able to read and go through information without getting caught up in the information and, and having the brain worn down because we're hyper focusing Okay, you can see how ineffective reading could uh, lend a lot of strain, not just to the eyes, but to the old noodle brain. <clears throat> so speed reading, that's a topic that we're going to get into and we're kind of flesh out some creative ways that we can take that beyond the reading aspect and more into the eyes um, where you're taking in for the, the information and... Um, you know, that lends itself the eyes in this learning process as, uh, I would call it the second most advanced technology on the planet is the eyes. Uh, quite magnificent. Lots of uh, beautiful little rabbit holes. You can go there with some research. Um, but yes, it is out there and we will go over some of those key points. Um, so uh, to wrap it up, um, in a generalist kind of learning paradigm, um, or to be a generalist, um, you know, the real takeaway here is how skills tend to lend to each other. They lend their perspective, they lend their um, kind of isolated, um, you know, an isolated skill, like, okay, I'm a craftsman, so I have these skills with these tools, I have these skills with operation, I have these skills with expressing the art of being a craftsman, okay? So those skills, not just with the hands, but with how we approach something, um, they're going to lend themselves to many other things in our life. Um, and this is also where, like, being an artist, the proprioception of the eyes, the, the approach, the perspective of angles, and 
the practice, which is proprioception. I'm using my hands with these tools to implement angles and lines and to project what's inside outside and to have this kind of running dialogue, you can say. So all these skills of proprioception are really lending themselves to each other. I mean, essentially, with any skill, we kind of determine um, in our own mind what we're going to use it for, what we think it's meant for. But really, um, you know, whole brain or nature, it, it's, it's not isolated, okay? It, it all lends itself to each other, okay? And, um, you know, there's a great uh, observation of calculus, which I think, you know, epitomizes this perspective. Is um, You know, it's found out that when you solve certain equations through calculus method, you know, you're like, I'm solving this equation, and here's this equation, and the, how you go about the equation, and the answer. Um, in that process, um, even though you went to solve one equation, um, unintentionally, that equation and that the steps of that process are actually solving multiple unrelated equations. And I feel like this is a great example of how um, things lend to themselves unintentionally. You know, it's <laughs> it, it's good to know this because you're like, oh wow, there is there is an efficient system at play here, and it's not all hard work and you know, strain, 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 strain for result. But there is a way where, you know, we're, we're actually feeding into something, investing into a process, and it's lending itself and stretching itself out into further networks um, unintentionally. So it's like, wow, there is a flow, and um, thank God. <laughs> so um, that was kind of a, you know, preface to um, some more talks we're going to have here on the topic of uh, generalism and to be a generalist and um, entrepreneurial efficiency and uh, brain training and the different aspects that I like to include in my own curriculums with that. So I'm going to end with a little more flute here. So take you out into your day and thank you. Stay cool. See you next time.